Welcome to our podcast where we are talking about what the Bible says about different topics. And uh, one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is if you're looking for a church and you want to know what Real Life Ministries believes about different topics, we're going to be covering those different topics in this podcast. And uh, you can find out for yourself how Real Life Ministries views these different topics. I'm Lance Wigdon. I'm the Communications Director here at Real Life Ministries, and I'm here with my good friend Jim Putman, who is our senior pastor uh, at Real Life Ministries. Uh, Jim, uh, one of the things that Real Life uh, does different than uh, a lot of churches, uh, especially churches our size, is we do communion every week. Uh, what's a, what is our view on communion? Well, at Real Life Ministries, what we, we want to do is uh, we recognize there are so many different denominations, so many different groups that believe so many different things. And, and some things are not what we would call salvational, but uh, they're important. And if we're going to be aligned as a church and if we're going to um, work together, we're going to have to have some stances on subjects that might uh, have nothing to do with salvation, but we're going to stand on them here. So in other words, um, we have communion every week. Uh, we're not saying that everybody has to have communion every week. Uh, there, the Bible doesn't say how often you have to take communion, but it does tell us what should happen when we do. Now, the reason we take communion every week is because we go back to the early church as our model for everything. In other words, when the Bible uh, says something, we, we go, okay, well, what did that mean at the time? Uh, how did they understand that command? And, and, and what did it mean to them? And how did they practice it? So, um, again, we're not saying you have to take communion every week, but in the early church, when they gathered together on the first day of the week, communion was a part of what they did. And so, if, when the church gathers together as, as, a, as a corporate body, they did it. Um, they must have thought it was pretty important. They were just trying to fulfill what Jesus had told them to do in the best way they knew how. And their understanding for us is the best understanding. Mm -hmm. And so, again, when we take it, we're not to take communion in an unworthy manner, it says. In other words, we're not just to take it because everybody's taking it. Um, we're to stop and reflect on what Jesus did for us, who he is. Mm -hmm. Um, we're to, we're to re, be, be reminded of his purpose in coming. And, and uh, so we want to follow through on that. A lot of people would say, well, taking communion every week makes it mundane, mm -hmm. right? Um, I would say, well, first of all, if you talk to your wife every week, does that make it mundane? Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that it, it could make something mundane. But rather than say, oh, people get bored of it and it becomes less important. No, let's stop and re let's reflect on it mm -hmm. and the importance of it. And let's do it every single week because we need reminding every single mm -hmm. week. And in, in, in our view of it, it's like the preaching of the gospel every week mm -hmm. that we were dead and in our sins and trespasses. And Jesus came for us and he offered his body as a, as a means to be our atoning sacrifice, mm -hmm. that we're sinful and we're broken, and he died for us. Mm -hmm. and, and so for us, communion is this opportunity to reflect on that. And not just reflect that he died for us, but that he gave us life, that his, his, um, 
who he is was given to us. And, you know, communion is like a breaking of bread. It's a reminder, but it's also reminding us that he was broken for us and his Mm -hmm. blood was spilled for us. But it's also we take and we eat it. Much like uh, the, the scriptures say, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. In a sense, um, I am going to eat this because I know what he did for me, and I need that as a constant spiritual reminder, as a spiritual abiding in mm-hmm. him, that I need him as spiritual strength to continue in this next week. So not only did he pay for my past sin, but I'm confessing that I need him and I have to choose it and take it and eat it spiritually if I'm going to have the strength to be who I'm supposed to be in the future. And so um, much like, you know, the Passover, mm-hmm. the lamb, the blood over the doorposts of the lamb or of the of the door, the lamb's blood mm-hmm. as, as over the doorpost. I knew what you meant. Yeah. And uh, so the death angel passes by because mm-hmm. the blood of the lamb covers that that home. While they were inside, the blood that they had sacrificed, they were eating mm-hmm. because they were about to go on a spiritual journey. And that that lamb covered their sin, but it was also a part of the strength that they would need for the journey that they were on. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus um, gave us the Passover meal. Uh, it was at the Passover meal where he actually broke this bread in the midst of it and take and eat it to do this in remembrance of me and... And uh, it, so for us, it's just this, we're on this journey from land of slavery to the to the new heaven, new earth, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the land that he has promised. And on this, we're remembering what he's done for us. And we're, we know that we need him as as an abiding relationship, fuel, spiritual fuel to continue on. And so we need that constant reminder every week, what he did for us, mm-hmm. what he wants from us, who do we belong to? And, and, and walking with him as we leave those doors, that's why we do it. And again, I'm not making a value judgment on somebody who doesn't do it every week. Mm-hmm. It just, the Bible just says, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. So, uh, and, it, you know, we also have some different beliefs in that the Catholics uh, and, and others would, would, would say that when it's blessed by the priests, it actually becomes the literal body mm-hmm. and blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it, that's called transubstantiation. And we don't affirm to that. We see it as a symbol, um, like baptism is a symbol of something that's happening spiritually. It's important you do it, but, um, you know, we go back to what we believe is the first understanding of what that meant, that that uh, they were they were re- being reminded. It, it's a remembrance. Do this in mm-hmm. remembrance of what I've done, and and to keep our mind focused on the things of God. And so we would be different than the Protestants, mm-hmm. or excuse me, different, different than, than the Catholics, Catholics on this. Um, but uh, we do it every week as a form of worship and as a, a reminder for us. And so if you come to our church, you're going to see us do that every week. And uh, that doesn't mean I take it every week because some some weeks I'm not thinking about communion and what it means. I'm actually behind the stage working through my sermon that I, that I think uh, I'm being kind of struck that maybe it isn't quite right or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I won't just take it, but we offer it every week. Mm-hmm. So well, now you talked about um, you talked about an unworthy manner. And now before you get into that, 
uh, I think it is important to, to take it every week. I, you know, I don't want to date myself too much, but when um, uh, VCR cameras first came out, the first thing that before you could shoot was you, you had to white balance it. And so you'd have to you take the camera and you show a piece of paper, a white piece of paper, and, you, and you'd hold it down and it would actually white balance and that allowed it to be able to know what true color is. And I feel like that's the same thing for us with communion. It's we're, we're remembering, we're remembering what? We're remembering what he did for us, essentially the gospel itself. And that's, where, that's why I'm going to ask you this question. It's confusing for me because I know that I'm a sinful man and I'm not worthy. And so when when you say don't take it in an unworthy manner, I think some people hear that is I have to be something in order mm-hmm. in order to take something. Mm-hmm. And in ra- reality, that's why I'm taking it in the first place yeah. and that's what I'm remembering. That is so good. We, we, if you're thinking that you need to do this in a worthy manner and you're asking yourself, did I commit sin this week? If your answer is no, um, you, you know, better like, check yourself. Yeah, you better check yourself because <laughs> I mean, you know, sin is to do is to do anything for the, the wrong reason. Really, mm-hmm. uh, you can do the right thing for the wrong reason and still miss the mark. You can you can. It's not just of what you did or didn't do on this end. In other words, did I sin this week or did I not? It's did I do the right thing every single time? James says that for the man who knows the will of God and he doesn't do it, mm-hmm. for him it's sin. Well, when I when I'm coming and I'm looking at communion, I'm going okay. I know that I had bad attitudes this week. Mm -hmm. I know that I am in need of a savior. Mm -hmm. I was in need of a savior. I still am in need of a savior. And Jesus is my savior. If you think, you know, you're you're trying to measure, was I good enough this week to take communion? Mm -hmm. If your answer was ever yes, you're unworthy. Mm -hmm. That's (laughs) right. If you you think you're worthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, no, Jesus is changing me, but but I still am in need of grace. And, you know, if I'm honest about that, that's good help for my other relationships too, because, um, you know, for the person who always thinks somebody else was wrong and they're right, mm-hmm. communion, when I think about my walk with God and I'm an unworthy man of mm-hmm. unclean lips in Isaiah 6, you know, that humbles me so that as I'm humble before God, that means that now you're right, I did some things I shouldn't. Now I can go be humble before others. You show me a proud person, mm-hmm. and I'll show you a person who hasn't spent much time in the throne room of God. Because as soon as you do, no matter what you've done right in your life, you're like Isaiah. I'm ruined. I'm unclean. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Jesus, uh, then God, you know, acts on behalf of Isaiah. And and then Isaiah's response is, all right, I'm going to go for you, Lord. God says, who mm-hmm. will go for me? Because we're also sent. We come in. Mm-hmm. We take communion. And in the taking of communion, we're also embracing that those people out there need a savior too. Mm-hmm. And which is why Isaiah said, all right, now that God has atoned for my sin in Isaiah 6, and God says, I, who will go for me? He says, I'll go, send mm-hmm. me. Not as one who is proud, but one who is remembered in the presence of God, I'm unworthy. And the message that I'm going with is God wants to forgive. Mm-hmm. So that's how communion plays a part in what we do. Which what you just said is something we need to think about all the time, which is why we do it every week in yeah, real life. That's right. Uh, that's great, Jim. Um, thanks for joining us today on the topic of communion.